tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads from over 200 countries and your number one source in after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the final killing after show ever or so i say <laughs> um we've we've been wrong before on that and i was wrong last time when i did my solo show about a lot of things sorry it's because i wasn't here you it's, needed a sounding board yeah I, I needed somebody to just be like that's the world's dumbest idea <laughs> it's never gonna happen anyway oriana leo is back hello wouldn't uh, miss the last episode for the world. I, this is the last this is episode. the very last episode ever. Or so we say. <laughs> or so we say. I think it, it is. Could there be another one? There could. Lyndon and Holder in like 10 years? No, I don't think anyone wants to see that. Okay. I think it's done. Fair enough. Yeah. They've. You know what? But I'm glad it's the show that couldn't end. And you know what? For, for getting to this point and its final conclusion... I think for a series finale, they handled because so many shows just kind of let the ball roll out of bounds. Yes. They they did it justice. They did an amazing job. I really felt like top to bottom. Not only do they you know uncover the mystery that we've been trying to figure out this season, but really tied a bow on it with Lyndon and Holder. It wasn't too obvious or over the top. Just I felt okay with letting it go. You yeah. know, I was mentioning before we went on air watching the True Blood finale. You know. There's a lot of fans there. There's a lot of history there. And I felt like, eh, about it. You know, it just, it didn't feel as good as this felt. And I don't know if any other finale will feel as good as this felt because they did such a good job. Yeah, finales are tough. And series finales are really tough. Yeah, because at least with a, you know, if, if you make a bad season finale, but you know you're a good show, you make up for it. Yeah, and by the time the season finale airs, usually you're already shooting the next season. Yeah. So, you know, you have a feeling that things are going to go a certain way. This was, this is kind of a big deal. This is, this is it. <laughs> um, now, let, let's start with a couple, I'm, I'm trying, by the way, also, uh, it should be noted that we, I did mention that uh, Tyler Ross was coming in today, who plays Kyle Stansbury. It would have been amazing to have him as yes, part of the show. it would have. Um if you guys don't know this industry, it's a fickle one in terms of scheduling. Uh-huh. Doesn't always work out. Um, and so I did have that 0.1% where I said he might not come, and that came to fruition. Unfortunately. Um, just like I, I had sealed the deal on who the killers were last time. <laughs> um, so why don't, why don't we start with the Stansbury storyline? Because okay. I thought it, I had it all figured out to an extent, and then we're just thrown for a curveball. Um, in in this way, what are, what are your? Th- I, I want to know because you know, you feel free to kind of tie okay. in last episode into this because I didn't get your thoughts, and neither did the fans. Well, okay, so when it came to the last episode, I definitely did think that um, uh, AJ and Lincoln were going to be a part of it. It seemed, especially Lincoln, because he's so repulsive. <laughs> I was, just, I really wanted it to be him, but I also felt like there's no way they would have revealed that in the second to the last mm-hmm. if it was really him. Like there has to be something else going on. But I didn't, 
I really didn't see this coming. Um, our fan, Jen A, was right um, about the colonel being Kyle's mom and wanting to protect him. My question about this whole, like, this whole Stansbury family. So the dad has been having an affair on and off with the colonel, right? Yes. We find out. Um, only when he's out of town. She wants more. She wanted more. She wanted to have a real relationship. Um, she gets. But I think it's only. It, I think it's because of Kyle, because they kept meeting up every time at his piano recitals yes. and things like that. And so I think it's, you know, I think it's one of the. I don't. I don't know if she actually liked him or not. It's one of those things. Like if I have to put up with this to be closer to my son, then right. so be it. But what I don't understand is from the picture they painted of the Stansberries, she had a baby. And the mom, Mrs. Stansberry, adopted him? Because, you know what I mean? Like, because Kyle was raised in that household. Yeah. He doesn't know that he's any different. All he knows is that everyone hates him. So I'm kind of trying to put the pieces together of like, okay, so the colonel gives birth to Kyle and Mr. Mr. Stansberry goes to his wife and says, sorry, hun, this is the only way to keep our family together. We're going to adopt this child. Like I don't quite understand how that would work. But he, we we know he's um, he's known for taking in lost causes, so to speak, and you know trying to fix them. And, so, he, and he has a history of this school and this kind of mentality. So is it possible that Mrs. Stansbury didn't know that Kyle was his love child? That he that just can, was like, here's this poor child, let's adopt him. That could be it. And he, again, I don't, you know, uh, we don't actually get to see their relationship, but I don't think. Uh, it, it could be like a you know, like a lot of foreign relationships are. The wife doesn't really have a lot of say. Oh, well, clearly, so. I mean, she was getting her rocks off elsewhere. But <laughs> it just it it struck me as odd because we don't get to find out the rest of the story. We don't mm. get to find out how did this work? How did Kyle get raised in this household? We get just what we need. We get just what we need, and clearly, you know, Kyle was the thing that she lost or the person that she lost. That has left a huge void in her life and leaves her dancing alone and eating alone. And I don't think she has ever recovered. Yeah. But when Kyle was sent to this school, like, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like the way he was raised by his dad was not with love. It was tough love, if you could call it love at all. And he was really damaged by that whole family. And then sending him back to the school, I mean, it just seems like... It would be a trigger. And then knowing that his mom... Like, it's, there's just so much... How could parents do that to a kid? Well, I, I, I think it, it ties into the greater theme of just overall... You know, last season in particular, it was all about kids. And yeah. then, you know, with this... Towards the end of the season, obviously, it was you know, kind of... Okay, how does Jack feel about this? Right. And with, with Holder and his, you know, uh, child coming into the, to the world. And, you know, we also got a little... You know, we got that great backstory on Lynn and how she was abandoned. And so there's... There's a lot of similarities in all of this. Yes. You know, and, and that's why, like, when Rain and, and, and um, Lynn are together in that office, you know, for the first time, they finally kind of click, you know, and that's why Lyndon became, she became protective because it was mm -hmm. like, okay, you know, you can't imagine what it is like to abandon a child and blah, blah. And it's like, absolutely. I, I don't understand. And I thought it was interesting how we have both the Colonel and Lyndon trying to protect Kyle. You know, the Colonel is willing to do anything. As, and go so far as to use AJ and Lincoln to cover up what Kyle's done. Well, they're they're the only loose ends in this whole thing. They don't because, stay loose for long. 
Well, because you know they, she has the alibi, and mm-hmm. they're you know they're the ones that could very easily say, hey, you know what, it was him the whole time, right? And so, gotta get rid of him. But what I don't understand about what her her final choice is that she, maybe, I mean, I guess she didn't know about that she was on video for her alibi, but that she tries to confess. After killing the two boys so that they can't rat her out, essentially, mm-hmm. she tries to confess to Kyle's murder, murders, but she has a solid alibi. Do you know what I mean? She already told the police what her alibi was. Yeah. Well, How was that going to work? It, but perjury. I guess perjury. Perjury. And we do see Lyndon who wants to actually follow through with it. She yeah. doesn't want to arrest Kyle. She yeah. feels like he's already been hurt enough and you're right she completely identifies with him well because you know both what's really it's it's so well done in the sense that both this the stansberries and the skinner cases are very similar in that sense that bureaucracy takes over yeah you know we're like okay we can rewrite history mm-hmm. with this one we certainly rewrote it with the skinner case right and it, it you know, it wasn't until when Kyle remembers and, you know, he, he kind of makes his confession to Lyndon. I think, although he didn't obviously do it in the in the greater sense, it, I don't know, may, maybe Lyndon was at a point where there's nothing else to do yeah. but to confess. But I also think it, I think there's a deeper thing of like, you know what, just confess, mm. you know? Yeah. And that's what caused her to go in there and, and hey, Reddick, here's what happened. Yes, I am yeah. responsible. Yeah. So that was pretty amazing, um, her confession. I, I, what I really loved was just about how Skinner was playing, you know, Lyndon and Holder against each other, yeah. and it was perpetuating Lyndon's belief about people, you know, that he's going to get you, like he's going to flip you, and she accuses him of hold, keeping the um, shell casing yeah. so that he would have something on her. Like she just can't trust anyone, even Holder, even the one person that she really should be able to trust. And I felt like she confessed. That was the only reason she confessed. was because she thought she was going to get flipped. Yeah. By Holder. I don't think she did it for any other reason. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, ultimately, I, I guess I could see that. For me, there there was a greater thing. I don't know. I, I just felt that connection between her and Kyle and, and you know, uh, the sadness of having to carry that and that, mm-hmm. you know what, uh, come as it may, just just get it over with. Yeah. And that's the part, you know, it, it was eating away at her. You yes. Know, how do I judge this person? How do I judge this person? It's like, you know what? Just, I did it. That's it. Yeah, I think you're right. But I feel like she felt like it was inevitable. Like she had to because of the things that Skinner was doing. And remember, Skinner is always saying it's the one with the conscience. Yeah. You know, and I think he played it really well. I'm so happy that this is the way it ended, though, was that I was thinking the same thing, was that if... If it came out that Skinner was the guy, how would that play out? That, like, you can't trust your police force. You have a serial child molester killer yeah. out there as your chief of police. Like, it is, I mean, it's scarily plausible it's that something so plausible. like this could happen and we would never know about it because of the political cost. Yeah. I mean, that's, that scene definitely scared me when the old mayor you know is wheeling out in his wheelchair and it's just like listen i want to put you away because you put me in this chair but i can't and that and that, that's just it that's the end of the story for skinner i know just like that and and you know and that, that's what's so frustrating i think i think it does happen also in real life where there's so many loose ends and that you know there's public questioning but it's like 
unless you're really willing to de- dig a, a lot deeper. It's like, okay, who's ever going to kind of find this out? Right. Um, I thought it was interesting, too, when we were talking about kids with um, – with Lyndon, oh, maybe this was the other the other episode, but it was the, the Callie, the young girl and her mom, mm-hmm. and how she literally didn't have a face, and he was trying to tell his the mom not to go. And I had written down in my notes um, a faceless child, and mm-hmm. I felt like oh, there might be a greater metaphor there that like oh, these kids literally had their faces ripped off, but they were invisible to everyone, anyways. Cause like that was a re, you know revisiting from the last season, but also in this season too, you know, um, their only identity, you know, in terms of the military academy is so far as they can kind of define themselves outside of that, right. you know, right. um, <laughs> which is, I mean, uh, well, I want to hear your take on the whole like, do you love your mother? Oh my god, I was just thinking the same thing. That was so disturbing. That was so incredibly disturbing to me. And especially what I didn't get either is leading up to that, now that I know the whole story, why was Lincoln kind of nudging Kyle and going, don't you want to know why we all have a picture with our mom? Like, remember, don't you remember? He was kind of nudging him. Like, AJ's not your buddy. Like, don't you remember? And so, you know, when the kids, of course, this is something that the colonel should have known better, is that these are kids. They're going to take things into their own hands. They're not just going to go straight to her and ask for permission all the time, right? Yeah. So they take things into their own hands and they begin this hazing ritual again. And so with their reasoning to be to try to bring up some memories from him, for him to yeah. test him. I can't think of anything more perverse than trying to make someone masturbate to a picture of their own mother. What are you trying to accomplish? You're trying to break someone's spirit? Like... That's so dis- that's so disgusting and warped, and how do- you have to be abused to have even thought of that. I feel like Ab- absolutely, and to the point that like you know it, it goes even beyond that because the, you know, and obviously they don't mean it in this way, but it's as they're saying, we love our mothers. Don't you love your mother? So they're right. tying it to back to themselves. Yes, and then the one thing I was confused about was that the boys all had a picture of themselves with their mother, not with his mother. Because I was a little bit confused that Lincoln was saying, like, don't you realize we all have a picture with your mom? I think that was just, that was me connecting the dots, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because Lincoln was with his mom yeah. in some way. Absolutely. And that makes you think, like, okay, so did he start this hazing ritual? Like, just, it was absolutely disgusting. And I loved the way that it worked to trigger Kyle. Yeah. I, I mean, I... I you know, I, I thought that was brilliant, and you know, in terms of in terms of then replaying the footage of that night, I can't imagine. You know, I really wish I wish in hindsight because we we talked with Lincoln, we talked with AJ, yeah. and I wish we got a chance to talk with Cobb. But it's so they played that so well, and for for their age, mm-hmm. you know, and even if they're adults, right? Let's, yes, you know, they're they're on the cusp of that. To be able to understand that scene, you, it's so dark and, and disturbed. Yes. And to go to that level and play it off so brilliantly. Yes. I, I give them so much credit. I, they mu- I don't know how they cast these kids. I know. They did fan... Well, I mean, we heard they got to do these tapes of specific scenes that are not necessarily in you know, the aired. But they really did a fantastic job with them. Like you said, they... Especially in the final scenes um, in the colonel's office, you really get that... You really can feel their anger, their fear, their frustration. These are just kids. They don't, they're not, you know, they don't really understand what's going on or they don't, can't completely understand the colonel's motives. 
and they're lost and angry and they want to take things yeah, into they, their own yeah, hands. They don't know what the law is going to do with them because although they didn't do it, you know, what court of law is going to say, oh, you're exempt of all guilt. Right. And I think it also touched a chord too with Kyle um, snapping the way he did. Like, it kind of seemed like maybe he didn't know he was going to kill his family. He just wanted to go show them something. Yeah, he he, he didn't. I don't think it was really premeditated. I don't think it was premeditated. I think, you know, he wanted to show them that he had power and ability that, you know, okay, you want to test me? Yeah. Fine. And then it just, it's one of those things, as soon as it goes, it's just like, okay, you want, you, you, you gave me a gun? Yes. I'll show you what I can do with it. Yes. And then it just, it just felt good. It did felt good. But what was really sad too was the, the little sister. Was it like baby bird? How did you not think of that? But I guess that's when you have like a psychotic break and you go on a violent rampage. You're not really thinking. No, I can't. Um, I, I I I can't empathize. You, I can't was, sympathize. Was the last time you had a psychotic break that resulted in a violent rampage? I've had a panic attack. <laughs> I have a panic attack every week. Okay, uh, it's not the same thing. No, not at all. Um, but it, I felt like it was really it was very realistic with him kind of pulling the trigger and then, you know, seeing the two kids run for their lives, right? They didn't think this was actually going to happen. They might be dark and disturbed and try to haze people, but they draw the line, obviously, somewhere killing. Um, And to see him go and just shoot everyone point blank, it was very, really powerful. And we'd been seeing the sort of the canvas of the home with all the blood splatter this whole season. And then to see how it happened... It was poetic, but it was really disturbing yeah. to me. Absolutely, I just they they in terms of pro, the production quality, mm-hmm. just it, on all levels, just fired. Mm-hmm. Um, pardon the pun. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Lyndon and sort of how the show opens with her running and finding the pinwheel mm-hmm. after that had been a whole thing with her mom, and um, and I just I felt like it was a good kind of circling back that. Maybe there is some innocence still left for Lyndon. Like, her choice of work is to be surrounded by, you know, filth and horrible things. And she doesn't get to see the innocence. She only gets to see the innocence when it's broken, Mm -hmm. you know. But I felt like that the pinwheel, that's what it represented to me. It was kind of like her lost childhood and and maybe there is a chance. I don't know. Which I felt like it kind of came around full circle. Yeah. And, you know, obviously that's what she sees in Kyle. Um in the earlier scenes for me I, I I also loved the holder scene with the ultrasound you know and, and this is why this is perhaps what led to the splitting yeah. eventually of, of Holder's relationship um, or he was just meant to be with Lyndon in general <laughs> which I guess I guess that is the case but um, you know he says I have a there was a bad incident I have a choice to make and I, you know and I think Ultimately, he never tells her what that decision was, and yeah. I think that was the cause of a lot of this. But he does, doesn't he say in that scene, "I have to choose; it's either you or her." Doesn't he say that? But he, but what does that really yeah, mean? Yeah, well, it's it, like, what are right. you cheating on me with right. her? Like, or what, is what does it that work? Because it's not clear. Does he mean it's my job or it's you? Is it her or it's you? Like, yeah, it certainly doesn't say like, "Hey, I've been helping Lyndon cover up a murder <laughs> that happens to be Skinner." No, he and he happens to be it. the Pod Piper. He doesn't mention it, um, and but you can tell. I mean, the heart, like listening to the heartbeat, it has an effect on him. Like he's 
con like he's always you know cradling the little shoes and stuff like he's clearly so conflicted um but obviously we know which way he goes but i'm just i think it's fascinating that Lyndon confesses and and then of course leaves her badge on the on the desk well you know it's she's already done this before we saw her working on the ferry as a ferry operator, right? Where she's turned her badge in before. So I was almost thinking, like, bluff. Like, you know, yes, she's angry about the way this is going down and that her she's not going to get to tell her story or whatever. But I didn't really think that she meant it such that she was never going back. Well, this was Skinner, someone she actually loved. Yeah. You know, and she, she doesn't... And she doesn't have many of those. Yeah. And... Just her whole. You, this is this was the through line that's kept all the cases for the most part mm-hmm. on, in all the seasons to a degree, mm-hmm. and so you know it's just it's just something that we're off to a world and it, and it, this is you know it just literally comes down to those mo- that small moment of like nope we're basically erasing history right and so it's like well what what has this all meant right and just even in the, in this whole season where it's just been such a burden of where she's felt like crap. Even though what she did, you know, you could argue was justified. Right. You know, it's like, okay, well, you know, you've seen such a weird, grim view of the world that it's just like, okay, how do do you go on? Yeah. And that does end up coming up in the very final moments of kind of like, it's all about your perspective. Yeah. You know, she doesn't want to stay, can't stay in Seattle because to her it's just all dead bodies. But it's like... You need to change your perspective. There is good in the world. And I think that, to me, that's what the pinwheel represented, was, like, all this death and decay. But there is a little glimmer of hope yeah. that we do get to see. Uh, I loved, uh, by the way, speaking of Holder and his child, I really like, um, you know, he's obviously has a connection with her, and he's still the same Holder. But they don't have the full connection because she's like, vegan caca, no. <laughs> no, no vegan caca. <laughs> So yeah, you know she's all into the meat and yeah, and, and actual tasty cake. Yes, I love um, I love his rapport that he has with his baby girl. Like yeah. you can tell he's a really good dad. Um, he seems just really affectionate and like just like a really good dad. But it was interesting of the whole like I'll see you in a couple weeks kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. you're gonna go be with your mom now. Like okay, because it's very it's very subtle and understated. Very he's subtle. Like, when that comes, it's like. And I love that we get to, I love the way this episode, exactly like you're saying, there was so much subtlety, nothing had to be said explicitly, or a lot didn't have to, especially between Linda and Holder, didn't have to be said explicitly. So they were able to kind of uncover these little bits of information and let us like go, ooh, yeah. But it was, you know, the subtlety worked um, from from a viewer's perspective up until the point when they're head to head the first time, okay, and someone needed to say something, yes, and because he wasn't saying it, she wasn't saying it, it eventually just led to bye. And as soon as he said bye, I'm like, "What are I you? Know. What? What is going okay, on?" Okay, okay, I totally agree with you. Although I have, I have a theory. My theory was just that he stayed and she left, right? But he was begging her to. Stay! Perspective! Okay, he was, but my whole, my feeling on that scene, he was looking at her with such tenderness and so much love, and I was like, 
is this really going to happen? Oh my God, it's going to happen. Oh my God, oh my God. I'm so excited. But it just didn't register with her as much. You know, it was there, but it didn't register as much. You're right. Um, when he just says bye, that seems ridiculous. And that she... But I, th- I think, I think to your point, because she's not She left for back... five years, though. Like, is he really... Is anything he says now really going to make a difference? It could. It did. It but could. I think he was throwing it away in that sense of, like... I think, well, again, you know, you uh, go. You can say the line, 1-800. 1-900-Linden, <laughs> wearing a scarf. Um, but but like, she, she had come to him, and yes. so it's like, okay, why is she here? You know, and, and so, okay, I'm going to lay it all on the line, all or nothing. Right. And, and she's then, not picking up what he's putting down. Well, and also she talks about how home was us, and you were the one person that always stays. And... The, the, you know, I felt like what she was saying was, I can't stay. I can't stay anywhere. I can't stay with anyone. I am not a stayer. And, you know, he does all he can by just saying, listen, change your perspective. Like, just all you have to do is change the way you look at things. And for once it got through to her and she goes up into the vista, you know, has a beautiful view and takes in the world and she does change her perspective maybe for a minute. But I think from his, from his perspective, I can imagine, like, you bounced five years ago. Now you're here wearing a fancy scarf from Ross Dress for Less. Like, if you're not here to hook up with me, like, forever, then why would you be here? No. I mean, you know, I I, I can't say I'm in, I've been in that exact position, but it's like when you, okay, when you're... Uh, when, when you're like, okay, you know what? I've tried this so many times, yes. and you know what? I was I was going there, but you're, like I said, you're, yeah. she's not picking up what he's putting down. Yeah. So it's like you know what, fine. And also, you're I'm done. You're vulnerable, right? Like you've been in that. We've all been in that situation where you're putting it out there in any way. Like, hey, do you like my project? Hey, do you want to go on a date with me? Whatever it is, you're kind of asking for permission. You're hoping you're going to get the same response back. And when it's crickets, the first thing you do is like, oh, it's a bad project. Oh, I didn't <laughs> want to go on a date with you anyways. Like you shut it down because yeah. what, what, how else are you supposed to get through that moment? So I feel like for him, he's putting it all out there. He's got the love. He's got the goo-goo eyes. And she's still going to leave. How could he choose that person either? And if you look, you know, what's what's nice, uh, I think symbolically in those moments too, think of how much he's changed, right? Mm-hmm. You're saying she hasn't changed. He's got a different look. Okay, I wanted to talk about that. Is he in a school? Is he a teacher? But it kind of seems like it was an AA. I think it's AA type. I, okay. th- I think that's what he, he's not teaching. He's not teaching. He, so I was trying to figure out, like, um, is he sort of maybe an official AA mentor, leader, sponsor type person? And I think something like that. It could be night call, night yeah. call, high school. It Sometimes seemed like they it have was them. students. It seemed like it was young people, but he was telling them to write down certain things that were about the 12 steps yeah so i was kind of i was a little bit confused he seemed young but i guess you could be an alcoholic at any age i mean it, it was all about keeping them productive yeah you know and and, and being a motivator else. and a mentor which is great because he had that last season we saw that with the street kids you know with his ability to connect with the kids and to make a difference so you it is really exciting to see his evolution we don't get to really see much from her we don't we know, that, why... we know that Jack is in college. Which is good for Jack. Great for Jack. But, I mean, do we don't know anything. We don't know anything about what she's been doing. So I want to debate this. 
um, with the f- couple minutes that we have left, um, is that obviously an amazing ending. Yes. Is this going to last? How long can this last? <laughs> okay. Well, we were talking about this <laughs> before we this uh, we went on air. Because we were talking about the most important thing in a relationship. Yeah. Sex. <laughs> okay. Well, so here's the thing. We haven't seen them be physically intimate at all. Like, ever. But we know Holder is probably a little bit more frisky. Yes. I would say Holder is more free. Uh, and he's more down with his bad self, I'm sure. Yeah, and he's like, she ooh, seems... my, ma- my little mamacita. Right? She does... Okay, so I hate to use the word frigid, but if you... After all these seasons with Lyndon, I mean, she's not an open, kind, loving person by nature. I mean, it's there somewhere, but all of the environmental triggers that she has uh, make her this, like curmudgeon her face is always scrunched up into wrinkles and she's always wearing the exact same sweater i think we get the idea of how good she looks like i thought she looked great um at the end she doesn't look so wrinkly and angry looks like she might get a little sun um i think that i'm hoping that that's indicative of how she might have loosened up she had a sexual relationship with skinner remember like they had a hot and heavy affair so we know it's possible Okay. We know it's possible, but she has to be with the right person. Is well, Holder that right person? There, I, there's no one. I don't know if he's the right person. I just don't there's think there's no a different. <laughs> I totally agree. There is no one else in the world for Lyndon than Holder, I believe, because she, he's the only one that can really understand her. And the same thing for him. This is a grim view of the world. And... That they're not necessarily right for each other, but they're the only ones left. You know, I, this is my this, this is one perspective on it. I don't know if I fully believe in it, Oriana. Unfortunately, you don't have to listen to this because I know you're newly married. But it's like you get to a point, you're like, you know what? You're the best I can do, <laughs> and I'm the best you can do. So yeah. let's be realistic mm. and just call it a day. I had an old a manager who liked to tell me about his theory on marriage, which <laughs> is very similar. Where he's pretty much like, you know, they say you never settle, but you do. You know, you settle on the one. You settle on like, well, I'm probably not going to do any better. And I'm thinking, that's like your wife has got to be <laughs> thrilled that this is how you're explaining. Like, well, she was pretty good, and I didn't think I could do any better, so I married her. That's yeah. pretty much what he what he told me. Um, the good news is, if you have higher standards, then I guess you could alleviate that. And when you you know when you reach a really good standard, and you're like, you know what? Yes. So here's a little story I'll tell you. They say that like love is like picking a rose on the garden path. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a there's a fence at the front and there's a fence in the back. You go into the garden and you only have a certain timeline on the path. What happens is some people get into the garden and the first rose they see, they pick it. They're so excited they found a rose, not thinking that they're in a rose garden, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then others. They look at all the roses and none of them are good enough until they get to the very end of the path and they usually, there isn't anything left to choose from because the very end has all been picked through because people start panicking. You have to have a rose by the end of this garden. And so the point is to be present and to find the very best rose for you and to not be stuck on either end of those. And I, I don't know if, I don't know if they come up roses. I, the way I felt when the show was closing, I was so happy. I felt like there was a chance for them. And yeah. even if that's all they get is a chance, it's better than what their lives have been. Absolutely. And, you know, 
I think I think where you know Holder and Jack can sort of have a relationship. Yeah. You know, and it's certainly Hey, it's, I didn't even think about that. Holder would be an amazing role model for Jack just because he's relatable. Yeah. And it lifts the pressure off Jack because he's, you know, the whole thing has been like Take, who who else does Lyndon have and it's like right? now she got me. Right? I thought so. that was really sweet when Jack was lying, you know, about about the dad situation so that he could take care of her. I mean, for his age to be, you know. He's a girlfriend. Like, you know, it was just nice to see that whole, that Lyndon didn't completely screw him up. Yeah. You know, like he has an actual relationship that seems healthy. You know, he's got a life going on. She didn't completely destroy him. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. So all in all, I mean, I can't say we, you know, we end on a happy note with this, but it's just so many ironic endings. A and... lot of, and it's sad too. I mean, we see the colonel goes, the colonel goes to jail, is going to go to jail, prison for life for killing those two kids. We don't really know what's going to happen. We don't know what happened with Kyle, but. We don't know what happened with Kyle, but we're going to assume that he's going to go to either a mental hospital or to prison, a trial of some sort. You think? So? I, I, I think he's, I, I think he got away with it. Oh, I don't think he, no, because. Because Holder wasn't going to let it happen. Remember, Lyndon was like, don't pick him up. And he's like, we have to pick him up. And they arrest him. Mm. I don't know. We'll never know, right? We'll never know. We'll have to call it Venus in and find out what her what her thoughts are for the rest of the storyline yeah. that we'll never get to see produced. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really interested to know kind of what... Remember they said um, each character gets a secret at the start of the yes. season? Yes. Um, I think for Rain, it's it was easy. It was that that's her son, right? Um, I'm trying to think of yeah, you know. I think I think the bigger thing was the certainly the masturbation scene. So gross. I think that was like the big secret for most of them. Sure. And um, and I I don't know what they would have done with Kyle because you know because he doesn't learn it up until the end. I yeah. wonder what secret they could have given him because it's not like you want to give it to him up front right. because he's trying to play like he doesn't know it. Right. So I'd be, you know. Oh yeah, well, we'll just have to continue guessing. Continue guessing. <laughs> Maybe was, we'll find out. It was an absolute pleasure doing this show, and I'm so happy that um, that I got to do it with you and got to watch it. I mean, okay, I cheated and I watched the last two episodes at once, but it was. I said, I told the audience that was karma punishing. It you. was. I got really sick last week, and it probably was my killing karma. Um, but it was a great ex- exercise in self discipline mm-hmm. to watch it like one drip at a time, kind of the way it was originally intended. Yeah. So, um, with that, I, that's, 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 that's all it. she wrote. That's all she wrote. Um, yeah. you know, if you, if you want kind of, uh, I'm trying to think of TV shows in the same vein. Uh, you know, Bates Motel is not I necessarily... I love Bates Motel. Bates Motel is really good. Yeah, it's really good. It's it's different, but it, it's something that you guys can enjoy. Um, Double Indemnity is an old black and white film that's kind of, you know, about Ooh. the detectives and things like that. Have you seen Top of the Lake? I have not. It's a mini series. Um, I think it's only four or five episodes, but Netflix suggested it to me when I was done with the last season of did The you Killing. Watch it and I did. I watched the whole thing in like a week. Nice. It was amazing. And it has the actress from Mad Men who plays. Um, Which one? The, the sec- redhead? The Christina Hedren? No, the woman, the one who plays the secretary turns ad agency Maven. I'm totally blanking on her name. You're, that's Christina Hedren? No, no, no. 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 Oh, you're talking about um yes, you're talking about uh Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. She's That's fantastic. It. Um I highly highly suggest it. It's another mi- m- mystery that has 
a lot of bodies of water. <laughs> Beautifully shot. Um, and of course, uh, you know, so those are our suggestions. Other suggestions, we have The Nick, which, yeah. which Oriana is on. So definitely check that out. It's fantastic. Um, you know, she'll have Banshee. Yeah, Banshee will be coming up and American Horror Story in October. American yeah. Horror Freak Story. show. <laughs> so definitely check those out if you guys like listening to us. You know, that way you guys kind of not only help support AfterBuzz, but help support the host that you love. Yeah. Um, and, of course, follow us here at AfterBuzz TV on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I won't necessarily have shows in this thing coming up, but if you like Shark Tank, I'll be doing Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank, Shark actually. Tank is definitely good. Yeah. It's different. Diff- diff- you know, I'm, I, people can appreciate it, but definitely different tone definitely a different tone and please friend me on twitter you guys i love friends or i guess follow me on twitter i'm at miss oriana leo or instagram is at oriana leo even facebook oriana leo official find me let's hang out let's chat and uh yeah after buzz tv facebook twitter instagram uh we won't see you next time but you know maybe if there is another killing (laughs) thing then you know you'll see us again on that but it's been it's been a wonderful season of Netflix. It's been wonderful to have this show and where it did. Hasta luego. Bye, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 